Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, we have my two wonderful friends, um, my wonderful uh, Miss Gluttony Sin over That's here. That's Gucci. And my wonderful uh, feature makeup artist, Emily Acker. And uh, we're here to drink a lot of alcohol. It's, <laughs> it's pretty late, uh, it's about 10 p.m. because um, uh, this is when the party's starting. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, usually I'm like getting settled at this time. Mm -hmm. Like I've had my episode like two hours ago, and like I'm already home. But no, you gotta have a good cross fade. You gotta like uh, <laughs> just be ready. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Going into it. <laughs> Get ready. All right. Um, so um, it's is it cool if I say your real name too? Legit. Okay. So real name is Amani. Um, so, um, needless to say, um, he is a lovely drag queen here, um, and we're going to talk about love and fear. That is what Mr. Nice Guy is all about. I'm having some trouble. Like, it's always about love and fear? Well, kind of just, like, recurring themes that go under love and fear is okay. about, like, your own... I mean, you're both creative in, in your own regards, uh -huh. and you're also the first of your, of your, like, thing of... You're the first of your kind on the show. Oh, like, oh, show. Hell yeah. Exclusive. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, show. Oh, Capriccio. Cheers. Yes, cheers to all cheers. of us. Um, Can I try that? Uh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, you really just <laughs> like, they, they can. <laughs> it's, um, I got them real hood in here with the crown. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my. <laughs> they, they not hanging. <laughs> no, clearly not. I mean, you're like you're like a night owl like you're out oh, yeah this is like like i said this is when i'm starting to like go out and like be on the prowl like we I, don't go out until like midnight well, like we don't even leave see look she's trying to she's trying to outdo me <laughs> trying to stunt. she's trying to stunt. no i'm Getting saying leave yeah we true we we're yeah. like in the mirror like crimping we like got our music playing like take some so. pics oh, yeah. yeah well actually this is, so usually like i'm i'm like like a grandpa. You, well, yeah, exactly. I'm usually like in bed by like twelve thirty one or so. But lately, I've actually been making out to bar clothes a couple oh, times. Ooh, like uh, that's what interest. Uh, company brewing. Mm. That'll my work. Shameless um, plug. Those are yeah, shameless <laughs> plug. I mean, it's it's fun as hell. The shows are really fun. Um, there's just a, a lot of great atmosphere in there, and usually it just I have no reason to leave early. Um, yeah. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. So. Um, so as I was saying earlier, um, so we talk about love and fear, and basically just how those driving forces sort of drive you to express yourselves in the way you do, and like how it's reflected in your creative work. Oh, cool! And um, I, I'm just fascinated by like just the emotion that goes behind creativity. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to kind of dive into like some some backstory first um, before we like you know get into more like. Uh, everyday type shit. Um, so, um, Amani, Gluttony, mm -hmm. we'll yeah. start with you. So, right. so tell me a little bit about, like, um, how you, like, started, uh, 
getting interested in drag and just where what kind of what you saw in it like from the beginning okay so i went to uw milwaukee and every year of course they have the the big ass um drag show drag show uwm panther pride bitch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway um so i i had a friend he was my mentor he kind of just like before I started drag, I was terrified of drag queens. I didn't fuck with clowns. I didn't fuck with drag queens. I didn't fuck with anything. Like, you yeah. would not catch me at the Cirque du Soleil, whatever. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. but I met one and I was just enamored by, like, the confidence it took to do it. Mm -hmm. So my mentor kind of just, like, pushed me. I looked a hot donkey mess when I first started. Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally looked like... Um, like a mogwai or something, like just trying to like dance on the stage in like a little skirt. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. Um, and then after that, it's such a creative outlet for me because I went to art schools all throughout my life. I went to uh, Lincoln Center of the Arts, Milwaukee High School of the Arts, and like it's it's acting number one. Like you gotta act like your feet don't fucking hurt. Like you gotta act like you want to be there at 3 a.m. but partying mm -hmm. with people you don't even know. And then it's art when you, you're transforming your face. You're really like going in. I cover my eyebrows. Uh, sometimes I'm green. Sometimes yeah. I'm a monster. Like I'm not always a beautiful woman. And she's like, oh my <laughs> god. Well, or uh, the sat satanic spawn of hell. Oh yeah. Yes. I'm very that. As you've been praying. My tagline: uh, Gluttony, sin, slayer, food, money, and men. Your favorite fucking sins indulging. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very marketable. Oh my God, you so definitely practiced that. Oh, girl, yeah. look. Hold on. I mean, when I get cards... You turned to a news anchor when you said that. Oh, did I? <laughs> Wouldn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, so... So, anyway, so you were saying, like... Yeah, you're, you're taking on all these various different personas. Mm -hmm. And, like... So, like... I guess, like, what... Um, so, like, when you... Like, it started, like... Um, the like how like where was the intimidation like the like when you first started doing it well the intimidation goes into like i feel like you put you're putting yourself on the line like you're putting a lot you're as men we are held to a standard of like you have to be masculine yeah and, and you have to be uh brazen bold you got to be like yeah. a badass pretty much right. like some bruce willis you gotta, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta mask your emotions yeah and, shit. and yeah. for me like i felt growing up in um like the north side of milwaukee like black culture kind of uh smothers any kind of queerness any kind of uh thing that is the other mm -hmm. so therefore like i feel like drag queens and people are just blur like Unapolog unapologetically queer are probably the most bravest, most badass people ever. Cause like, they, you really truly have to learn not to give a fuck, and you really have to kind of just you're you're just being you. Like yeah. all these costumes are like facets of myself, and I'm just kind of letting myself be um, a spectacle for other people's amusement, and hopefully that pulls out other people's creativity. Like yeah. I. Was, Put me on a music video. I'm a little video girl. Yeah. Okay, I'll paint. I do makeup. Would you want your prom makeup done? Whatever. Like you can do mine. Uh, look, I was telling him when I uh, when he asked me to do. I was like, so can I do your makeup on here? Uh, if you guys want me back, coming makeup. soon. Yeah, yeah, coming, yeah, coming soon. Next pending. edition. Comment below. Yeah, yeah. Pending. It'll be gluttony revisited. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like a porn. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I was actually just having a conversation with um, uh, Mowgli. Shout out Mowgli. Um, she was my guest my third episode and we were talking earlier about how like when I start doing like the season two you know Ooh. like a Mr. Nice guy like I should start like revisiting guests like from then to now and mm -hmm. like like a year from now yes yeah. that'd be fun like just to really catch fun. up and see hopefully I'll be on TV by then so. yeah yeah he, he won't be able to get me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're gonna you're gonna charity now you're gonna remember <laughs> where you came from true yeah. very true I feel like that that's a Milwaukee thing I think yeah no matter how big you are in the scene like our music scenes getting oh, yeah. crazy good mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. we have a lot of artists and like people who like are really good from the city and they go move out but I feel like they always come back and center mm -hmm. themselves because Milwaukee is just that gritty like it's that gritty soil that you need to yeah. like yeah totally grow, you know? and it's not like a like I mean sure like there, there are egos in Milwaukee mm -hmm. like you'll see that in every scene but Milwaukee's like it's still like not a huge it's not like a giant city market like Chicago right. or New York or LA yes. where it's still very easy it's so local mm -hmm. yeah like it's very localized like, and it's easy small walkie everybody knows everybody really and yeah. that's like the best thing in the world but it can also be really bad like yeah if, you, oh, if somebody worst does thing. one if somebody fucks one person over everybody or if someone bad. fucks one person yeah, yeah. I, was, I was literally gonna say like <laughs> remove the word over hookup culture is a mess oh, yeah. we're in oh, guys. Oh, it's um, love. <laughs> and I work at diverse and resilient if you guys ever want to get tested <laughs> I, I, I did get um, tested there. Look, y'all nasty. <laughs> I, I, I have to put in like the data and shit, and I just see like the little lines. I'm like, oh, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I walked in a couple months ago and you were working and I wasn't expecting to see you there, but um I was late, like I was well, late to this. <laughs> I I uh, I did get tested and uh treated. Um so uh, I I did get clean. Um because I had <laughs> clean. I, I got clean no we, we have to end those stigmas of like clean and dirty. Like, right. Every yeah. Everybody yeah. goes through something where they're not thinking in their best mind. Like it's my, it was my birthday month, and like I was being as thotty as possible. Yeah. Look, I, I went up to my nurse that I work with. I was like, just give me the shot. I don't fucking know. What <laughs> yeah. I, I might have got it. Right. But yeah. I just think we need to end that stigma of like dirty, clean, and then we, totally. Because yeah. so many it's people just, go through it, and, and it's like people are afraid of discussing yeah, it like regularly. Right. And we need to talk about our status. Yeah. And stop making it seem like getting tested on the regular is fucking weird. Like, no, no, it's, no. If it's anything, so it's healthy. responsible. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like. Like, I love the fact that, like, our generation is so, like, free sexually and, like, we can do whatever we want and, like, we don't really judge each other yeah. for the most part, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, you need... But the other problem is, is that we haven't gotten the education that we need. Yeah, yeah so, that like, still needs implementation. It. And, like, it's starting to, like, become more prevalent. Yeah. But, like... You didn't learn anything from thinking about the influence, hey, Tara? Dare. I mean, Don't do it. And that's like, the thing know? is, in, and that's important to note, is that in health class in high school, you only take it for one semester. Yes. And you learn about, like, the organs, and you learn about, like, healthy and unhealthy stress coping. Yes. But you don't learn about things like gender and sexuality. No. Yes. And, se and, like, I mean, you learn, like, 
a little bit about like STDs, but if anything, the STDs are a little more than vocabulary. Yeah, we yeah. need to start talking about the subsets of things. Like right. everything has other genres to it that we need to address. Like sexuality is not always linked to your gender. And, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to like be more open about those like prospects. And, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Emily, I want to turn the tables to you. So where did you, so like you, do theater makeup. Yes. Um, you went to cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out Avida. Um, uh, Avida. Oh, oh, I said it wrong. Oh, I mispronounced. <laughs> I mispronounced a lot of things <laughs> on the show. Um, so anyway, like, um, so what kind of got you? Um, I know that you were like involved in theater for a while. Yeah. Like you were at UWM for a little bit. So like, mm -hmm. where did you kind of like, sort of? Like, where did you find sort of your creative outlet through doing other people's makeup? Well, so I started in theater because both of my parents do theater. They met doing theater, touring, whatever. Um, so that has always kind of been my path and my passion. Mm -hmm. It's it's in my blood. Like, it's what I'm made to oh, do is theater. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but I found makeup through actually some I got to college and met these friends that were like super into makeup and like they would all like be doing their makeup before we went out and I would just be like sitting there like do do like don't really know what to do with anything and so I started learning and learning and the like I realized I was good at it and then I took up the makeup class at UWM that it does like a little bit of wigs, a little bit of like character makeup. I and think stuff everybody like that. knows that class. It's like that good yeah. easy A. You just you color yeah. picture. But you also like <laughs> learn so much. Like you do. I feel like you I got so much out of that class. See, like you write like it's so easy, but it's like there. I was yeah. like, like look, I'm booked. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher yeah. was like, look, you guys still turning homework. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we, we escaped with a B. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Um and so that kind of totally changed my path. And the, the professor of that, Dana Rochester, um, she's one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And she's yeah. so talented and she's so connected. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of um, told me about the path that she took and I kind of took a similar path. Um, I, she was um, SDology, but I decided to do cosmetology and just- SDology's skin, right? SDology's like skin, makeup, like waxing, that type of stuff. Yeah. And cosmetology includes hair and barbering. Mm -hmm. um, and all that sure um and so i kind of went went that route through it um and then i kind of found this passion for hair too like it kind of was like like if you had told me when i was a senior in high school that i would be where i am right now i would have like laughed in your face i would have been like cosmetology school like whatever yeah, like you know right. what i mean like like I you look like from the outside like you it looks uh, like such an easy thing oh i feel like so all three of us it. can attest to that yeah like in high school we would never imagine us oh no oh, oh god, god no no yeah, like it's so weird it's 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 crazy i mean we were all we were all pieces of shit in high school <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> yeah, um I went to school for advertising. I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> advertising this booty, but everything else, like nothing. Yeah, because so. you're trying to sell something all the time. True. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Trying to sell yourself. Right. <laughs> I mean, true. It sounds dirty, but like, no, that's, that. as artists, that's no. what you do. You yeah. Know, yeah. To sell yourself. That like, branding, that personal branding and stuff. Oh, very much yeah. so. So, like, what's the set, where, like, where's the satisfaction you find in, like, um, crafting, like, that beauty for another person? Um, so it's partly in like the technical 
part of it, like, that's really satisfying to me to, like, know exactly what's going to happen. Like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to put this product in the hair, and it's gonna, this is going to happen. And I know that it's going to be the same every She's time. She's so good at hair, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. go and see her work. Oh, it's yeah. Amazing. Um, mm. But it's also, it's just, like, this is, like, kind of cheesy, but, like, the way it, it makes someone feel when you give them a really good haircut, a really good color, yes. even just a really good style is, like, so beautiful to me like it can totally change a person's outlook oh there's sure. this book called Daymakers, and it's written by um a cosmetologist and he says that like it started because he had this client who was really sad and he just like made her feel really special and like it turned out that like she was gonna go and like commit suicide later what? that day and that's why she was um, getting her hair done and but he made her feel so good that she didn't you know what i mean and that's so it's great. it's like you oh, wow. really have an effect on these people and yes. like that your energy is so powerful yeah. to them and like the energy that you get from them is so powerful mm -hmm. it's just i don't know that's yeah. what i really like about it the connecting and the, mm -hmm. the, yeah. the and the beauty industry it. can be so toxic yeah like it really takes like a really cool person to really make you love like cosmetic and love hair mm -hmm. and like I think it takes a good amount of self-love to be able to take care yeah. of it. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And by, like, toxic in the beauty industry, I think, like, like definitely with how beauty standards are established, like, yeah. like mm -hmm. I would say, like, that always kind of, um, it develops this, this, like, mantra for both men and women mm -hmm. and non-binary folk to look mm -hmm. a certain way in order yes. to be accepted exactly. by that standard and like really like you know beauty is is universal there you know that. it's mm -hmm. beauty is is i mean it's also very subjective to the to any to every okay. individual like yeah. everyone thinks something is beautiful that someone else might not think is very beautiful yes. and like you know like it's like one person can think something is like gorgeous and the other person can think it's trash you oh, know yeah. and like Absolutely. yeah and like um and that's why like you know i'm i i love that there's been a lot of um you know like there's been movements regarding like you know body positivity yes and um and i think sex positivity goes mm -hmm. is goes hand in hand with that oh, too totally. because like when we talk about sex positivity it's like we talk about sex for like having sex for pleasure but mm -hmm. also having sex for like based on what you find yes. attractive and like what you find like what you're into and like embracing that rather than being like rather than feeling like you need to suppress that very yeah. that yeah. see i work in an industry where like sex is very overt the gay as i don't want to say the gay uh community is very overtly sexual but it, it kind of is because we because it seems like people care more about what you're doing with someone else yeah. than you do. Like, so yes. it's it's very apparent. And I work in an industry also of like sexual health. So what we I like to say is like you don't yuck someone's young. Like you need to be as um, objective, non-biased of like what people like. As long as they're not messing with kids or killing somebody. Right. If he likes feet, let him totally suck on them toes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it, but side note, toes. I thought that was gonna be a way more prevalent thing in my life. Like what? when I was little, toe sucking. Oh, like God. when I was like 
little. I thought that was gonna be like every time. Now, ladies, here's a tip. Here's a pro tip. <laughs> There's always a guy with a foot fetish. You better get that. You better get your Venmos ready and take pictures of your fucking feet. <laughs> I've made a plethora of money from <laughs> some bullshit like that. Yes, I'm like, look, yes. you wanna see my? Somebody sent me money to get a pedicure. crazy thing to think about when it's been happening yeah. since the beginning of time. Like, yeah. Like, and do you feel like the, the, like, how, like, the gay slash queer community is always so, like, overly sexualized? Do you feel like that's a byproduct of how, like, it was, it's been so, like, taboo for so long? Yeah. So now it's like, well, fuck you. Like, this is, this is me. This is who I am. And this is what I do. I feel as any minority group, I feel like our first instinct when backed into a wall is to fight. Like, we would not have had gay rights without those queer. Do y'all see that? Girl? <laughs> I know, that's cringy. <laughs> we would not have gay rights if it wasn't for those black trans yes. women yes. throwing stones at fucking police to leave them the fuck alone. They mm. just want to be themselves. Mm -hmm. And it, like, I think it, it's even more prevalent now that we need sex workers to come out about like I'm sure we all know someone who does who or at least had to do it yeah even yeah. maybe our like it's hard to think about but even our mothers maybe have been like had had to like bust it down for some money quick so he could they can feed you you know what yeah. I mean like, I mean it's good if you don't like if you come from a place of privilege like that but a lot of people don't have a lot of choices and that's right. why we need to be more gentle with people we and we to, yeah. yeah and we owe that to classism yes the the, the constant categor categorization of like you know the rich and the poor and that often you know that has led lower income people to have to resort to desperate measures yeah, yeah. and i think that's so important to like note is that like you know everybody's talking about like oh like feet pics whatever and it's yeah. like like these white girls like whatever probably come from privilege doing it by choice because it's like fun or whatever and like that's so accepted and like we think that's so like cool and like female empowerment and like great and that's that's awesome that i think that that section of it is happening yes but like you said there's people that have to do it that mm -hmm. don't have the choice and like that you know literally can't pay their families if they don't. Yeah. and like that part i feel is also so still taboo a little yeah. bit like it's not as accepted and i just have to shit light on people who don't get seen like we, yeah. we think of the people like in india like the what did they call it, the untouchables mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. but we also the have to system yeah, yeah we have to think about like our trans people on the streets yes. like, oh i i work in sexual health again oh my god but anyway <laughs> I meet so many women who come in and like they can't afford to transition how they would like to. Yeah. But they can do their best to survive. That's all they can do. But like a lot I get so saddened to think that maybe I won't see that girl after she goes and gets tested or mm. grabs her like 
contraception or whatever she needs because she might somebody might kill her or like it's it's sad when or she might hurt herself yeah like yeah suicide rates of trans people and queer people are astronomical like more so than regular suicide rates and we don't really talk about it because it's it's not our lives it's not the mainstream heterosexual narrative of living so it's like but we should care about all people because it seems for me i feel like the people who come from the dirt end up being the most creative people the most the most we wouldn't have half the rappers we have without them coming from literally the toils of like wherever they came from or we wouldn't have a lot of artists you wouldn't have um just you wouldn't have keith herring you wouldn't have um just so many artists who just like really had to go through it to actually provide what we see now you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i want to so i want to hear from you like as someone as a black queer individual what are you talking about i'm a caucasian woman in trump's america <laughs> At least, at least that's what I say when the police stop me. <laughs> I, my name is Sarah from Montana. I have a horse. I hate Leave you. Me the fuck I hate alone. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking a. Um, so, on that note, as a black queer individual, I want to hear. So, like, like I want to hear about. The oppressions you have faced in those simultaneously. Damn, what kind of lifetime movie? <laughs> All right. Um, and I, I, but I want to hear in and how you have sort of like turned, flipped them on their head, and yes. like you know, made yourself feel good about you know those aspects about yourself. For sure. Um, growing up, I lived in like the hood. Have you ever heard of West Lawn? That's like the good old projects of Milwaukee. Like, of course they're all like made over now and like extra pretty now, but like, it's still the, like, what in the 1950s would have been like the suburban areas. It's what we gave the brown people coming up from the South, like just to appease them. So I grew up in those type of projects and like, I was so fucking gay. I was really gay. Like I couldn't, you, at five, six, you don't know what you're doing, like, to, you're just trying to figure yourself out and, like, figure out how people perceive you. So it's so harmful when people are telling you who you are before you quite know who you are. Yeah, so I've had, I went through so much shit, bullying, so much, like, name calling. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that means for you to call me that mm-hmm. like or like even grown people to me as a kid would treat me differently like i would have people come up like my mom was really cool she would buy me like i was obsessed with the little mermaid sailor moon and mm-hmm. just all the bitches with cool ass hair yeah xena <laughs> uh, we stand xena yeah <laughs> but, but like my mom would like buy me these dolls and like her male friends that would come over would be like, why are you letting that boy play with that shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very toxic. So coming from that, like, when I got to college, it was like, I already came out in high school. That was, even in a queer type of environment, I was still kind of the outcast, the other. And coming to college, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna live for me. 
that I feel like that's what a lot of people need to learn. Like, mm-hmm. people's perception of you is not you at all. Mm-hmm. You are um, a reflection of who you want to be and like yeah. what energy you put out in the world. So I just want to make. I didn't feel comfortable being myself growing up. So every time I interact with someone, I want you to be your yeah. your most blazing 100%. Yeah. version of you. Like, give me like your good, give me your bad. And I feel like if you can accept that within people, like that's how you know you have a true friend. That's how you know you can really fuck with someone. Yeah. Like, I just want to be at a beacon for other like brown boys that grew up like me and like really i don't know just learn to be yourself like that's the thing this it took me dressing like um a good instagram hoe to figure out how to be myself and that was yeah. the, and that's what's tea like yeah <laughs> totally well thank you i think that's so cool that you want to take on that role because like that's not your job like you don't have to do mm-hmm. that but the fact that you want to do that i think is really cool but i've encountered it so many times where people yeah. come up to me and they're like by you being you help me be me that's and i mean that's, that's weird to so think about because it's like oh like it kind of gives you a little big head for a second mm-hmm. but also like it's a responsibility like just like you would think of a police officer just like like you would think of a firefighter that person looks up to you in a way of they're aspiring to do the good things you're doing the just being themselves and kind of just doing it just to be good like i don't know like i just try to put out good energy like, yeah yeah well that, you succeed oh <laughs> no, said we're having a good time over here yeah. um i'm feeling that capriccio <laughs> he's a lightweight my bitch ass <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so emily so like yes. um fun fact emily and i are jewish and we met uh at hillel me too yes <laughs> I'm sorry. Freshman year? No. Like yeah. second day of yeah. freshman year? Literally like first week of freshman year. So um, so I also kind of want to hear from you like with like coming from sort of like the Jewish community and the Jewish upbringing like where did you feel like you know sort of like and like and, and it's kind of like it's frustrating to even like admit this but a lot of people don't even acknowledge Jewish people as a minority. Yeah. 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 Um, so I want to hear from you with your own experience about like, you know, growing up with as a Jewish woman, um, you know, in your own aspects, like how you viewed like those facets of yourself mm-hmm. and how they shaped like, you know, your perceptions of the world and your perceptions of yourself. Sure. So I, um, was really lucky to grow up in a community that had a lot of Jewish people. Um, So I've never really, I like didn't know that Jews were a minority for a long time because of the community that I grew up in. And I know now that I'm so lucky to have grown up in that, but like at the same time, so my mom converted. So I heard from like the elders at the temple, whatever, that like she's, not Jewish and like that always really when I was younger it confused me and then as I got older it made me more and more angry because Mm. my mom is like like 
so Jewish, like yeah. for lack yeah. of a better word. Like she goes sure. to temple every Friday. She's sisterhood president. Like she it's does all of these things. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, and she didn't convert for a man. She converted because when she, the, the second she turned 18, she converted. She was wow. still in high school when she wow. converted to Judaism because she wanted it. And so like, that's so special to me. Mm. And I, you know, I went through, you know, Sunday school, Hebrew school, Jewish camp, Jewish youth group, mm. like all of that stuff. And it really, it really like developed me into the person that I am yeah. for better and for worse. I will say like, there's a lot about the, the way that Jewish youth are handled that I really don't agree with mm. and that I don't like. And, but I had to go through that to know that. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's difficult because even though I did grow up in that Jewish community, I still have instances that I can point out that were extremely anti-Semitic. And it's like, it's like even, even in, you know, communities that have, you know, Jewish people and like outwardly Jewish people and people that like talk about it and love it, I still like kids shook coins at me on the bus. Like that happened wow. to me, like in, you know, and like, modern times like it wasn't that long ago you know what yeah. I mean and that's just like it really hurts me that even even when it's something that is year round and that even you, now the internet yeah. culture of like people who are cause like I feel like it's now you can say what religion you are without mm-hmm. it being so like subverse or like anything crazy you can say it but when you're creatives and you're posting things mm-hmm. people love to like that's the first jab they'll yeah. throw at you. They're yeah. like, oh, wow, you little Jew, or like, yeah. you little fag. Like, I get right. that. Yeah. Right, right. And it's so easy online to just like say all these things because you're not saying it to somebody's face and you don't yeah. see how they react to it. Yeah. And it's like, that makes it so easy to just like throw all this hate out into the world. Definitely. Like, and yeah, and like, I grew up in a community that had a couple Jews, but not many. Mm-hmm. So, like, a few of my friends were Jewish, but not, like, all of us were. So, like, I wasn't educated with, like, Hebrew school. Like, I didn't, like, really fully embrace my Jewish culture, like, when I was growing up until, like, later on. But, like, for a while, like, like there was a lot of, like, um, sort of that, like, kind of learned... Um, anti-Semitism that occurs in youth where yeah. like you know even and it, it even occurred like outwardly from myself mm-hmm. like I like I even like you know I could have been called like a self-hating Jew at one point because yeah. like I used to like I, I used to intertwine personal conflicts like I would have like yeah. with my Jewish friends with like anti-semitism and mm-hmm. like i would say oh like like you're such a fucking jew like yeah. kind of thing and like um isn't it crazy though as like minorities that we go through that phase of first of all suppression like we have to like yeah. be like oh well like no we're just regular smuggler people like but it's those things that make us like our our queerness our blackness our Jewish heritage that yeah. are very important to our upbringing then that is that bad self-hating aspect yeah. where you're just yeah. like it really ruins self-esteem and it really ruins like completely 
a lot of things for you. Like a lot of memories yeah. are very um, laden and like you just feel burdened by like all the past of like what you've been through to be able to be the person you are now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's it, it's sad that you have to go through all that to just be your true self. Yeah. Totally. But we're and we're educated that way. You know, yeah. it's like it's it's a lot of it is we're not taught how toxic these behaviors are from yes. a young age. Right. And because of it, it's like we project those internal insecurities. Those become external, and we project them onto other people. Very that. And that becomes so. It becomes spread almost like a plague. And and yeah. it's bad because it's our it's our education system like. I, we only see Jewish people in our history books as people who are always on the run, always suppressing who they are, hidden, and like, as if it was shameful. And I think that's terrible. Like, I would always, but there's so many like, like authors and so many artists that were Jewish that, uh, Elie Wiesel, mm -hmm. like so many yeah. people that like, without those contributions to the world, the world would just not be good yeah. as well like why do we slavery i feel like that's the only time we talk about blackness yeah truly black history month like i feel like for the majority of my life it's always about like oh you were in chains and shackles bitch you better start dancing like that type of thing but like we don't talk about those people who are like really were the forefront there were the moors there were people who the egypt i'm sorry i don't care the egyptians were black y'all like ain't no ain't no fair-skinned person in the desert building no tiles like no <laughs> y'all need it i know people who can't even go out the sun without burning like that's they me. were black the egyptians were black Wait, but we, <laughs> don't, we don't see those empowering moments within mm. ourselves we see just the chains and shackles and yeah. I at a certain age I was like I'm gonna take it upon myself to figure out where I came from and where where the power lies in that because yeah I think self-preservation and like really being able to maintain like there's just so many times that us as brown people and us as uh, as people living out their religion how they want to or queer people could have been completely wiped out like we could have definitely been decimated by the majority but through i just, like i'm gonna keep bringing up the self-love and really like understanding yeah. that the pain has a purpose mm -hmm. and we all survived that and it, it took me a minute to understand like that's beautiful like yeah to be your ancestors answer for why they did something yeah I think that's really like amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Mm. Yeah. Um, totally. Like, and even with going back to how you're always defined by those, like, um, by like those those moments of oppression of severe oppression specifically. Like, <laughs> it's also like when we talk about like LGBT rights, like we. You know, we're we're constantly. It's like we're taught the slang before we're taught the actual mm. like meaning condition. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're before yeah the meaning of it the the actual like causes of it like the roots 
The roots, yeah. <laughs> we love roots. Right, but like, you know, we're, we're taught the slang before anything. Yeah. I, that's a very uh, crazy thing for me now, because I feel like, of course, back in the early 2000s, it was like, that's so gay. But now I feel like it's gay culture, it's so... Um, Appropriated like a lot yeah, of things. It's so true. Yes, queen. Right. Word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The oh, I can't. I can't do it. But like, <laughs> Cardi didn't take like that. Yeah. Was queer people in the Vogue and ballroom yeah. scene. And like the the fact that the the Met Gala theme this year was camp. It's oh. like what what the like what? Oh, and it that was just a lot of white thing. people who didn't understand what right. camp and came from. Didn't do it right. I was like, just like okay. And as a, like people who work in beauty industry, I was very disappointed. And like yeah. I think they needed to save that for like. 2020 some visionary shit because right. first of all Kanye didn't dress up good like no. you're Kanye I thought you had it together <laughs> but Kanye I know you'll be watching it someday <laughs> look you heard it from the queen Jesus was your best album keep ex being experimental that's an cool. unpopular opinion it is. but I agree that Jesus was fucking great yes it slept on definitely slept on but anyway it just they were not giving it to me like they yeah. they thought they knew but i wanted to see some real like dr seuss shit like, yeah i think janelle monet had like oh, had it I, janelle I love janelle uh, monet oh she's was so incredible. cool like i just want to be her in like every way like yeah yeah she's so cool like and it just people like that make mm. me want to be better yeah like, yeah and because she's so outwardly queer and outwardly black like it's so but cool she doesn't see. even have to say it though. Right. That's, that's, that's yeah. where coolness yeah. comes from. Yeah, like, like it's just like her, in her being that like yeah. she is who she is and yeah. she's so unapologetic about and, it. And like I love her story of like why she wears suits and stuff before yeah. she started wearing regular like celebrity type of garb. It was yeah. she wore it because her mom and her grandmother and her great mother great grandmother were working women. Like they had to work to provide. So she said, I wanted to start my career without my image being the forefront. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm gonna wear. I'm a working woman, I'm here to work, I'm here to, like. That's so cool. Show mm -hmm. the image of a woman that is, like, cause that, we don't see that stuff as beautiful. We see luxury, we see, mm -hmm. Uh, another gay term, opulence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, we see that as like the pinnacle of beauty. Like if you have money to, but like I find women who are, I love like, I'm very gay, but I love beautiful like women. Like I love my good old McDonald's workers. I'm like, hey bitch at Taco Bell. <laughs> I love the girls who are like, I love my janitors growing up in high school. Like I just think women who are working hard for whatever to sustain themselves are beautiful. Like, yeah. and it's not even an outward, it's just an energy thing. Like. Yeah. It just women being powerful and doing things for themselves get me together and that's why I do drag. I love like first of all I love like black women. I think black women are oh, they have so much yeah. on their fucking shoulders. Oh my God. Yeah. So like that's my main inspiration from drag. I wanna be uh Hillary Banks. <laughs> I wanna be like just all the cool girls from um Saved by the Bell, like yeah. Hey Lark, I know you're going crazy, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. So I wanna talk about the normalization of men's makeup. And I wanna give a shout out here 
to Emily because she was the first one to ever do my makeup as a man. And you got the budget to put a picture up? We need, we need, we need like a little yeah. visual. There's, there's enough room. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, um, Emily did my makeup for the first time, um, and it's something I've always wanted to do, but was never comfortable because of all those things we talked about mm -hmm. that, that sort of like, Stigma, yeah, that yeah. stigmatized like masculinity that, mm -hmm. you know, where men aren't allowed to look pretty in the way that women traditionally have presented themselves. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, like, like, Wearing makeup was like, for one, it was really fun. We had a great yeah, time. Yeah, did. It was really excited. Exactly. It was it was a great time. I mean, beauty is pain, but it's <laughs> the ending project is usually yeah. so fun. Like yeah, and like I like so many people like had nothing but nice things to say, and yeah. it, it just like wait, did you guys go out afterwards? No, no, no I actually had the I had the flu that week. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, but it was. It was empowering because it felt like I was getting in touch with a side of myself that I yeah. never really Why truly. Why are men so scared of their feminine side? That's the thing. Oh, yeah. like, it's 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 fun. We love our like, moms, but we don't want to be our moms as men. Like, right. Yeah. Like those are the things. Those nurturing aspects of yourself are are the things that are going to keep you alive. Yeah. Like. Right. And also, like if if like men were more more willing to to get in touch with their emotional side then it would heavily minimize like that toxic masculinity that leads to abuse we need yeah. a female president that's my thing i'm mm -hmm. sorry i just think she would keep she would get keep shit in line like we yeah. all got moms we all got my grandma she's the black judge judy <laughs> Look. I could never lie to that woman. I could never do anything out of line. Like women keep the world together. Yes. No, it's so true. Like why 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 do we as men feel inclined to oppress women when women are those that gave us life? Mm. That that bore us, that women nurtured are us. The atlases of men usually. Like I feel like they they're holding men up. For right. Them. Yeah. They want you to be your best selves, but it seems like once you get that powerful role you want to oppress someone you deem weaker than yourself yeah right and that's exactly yeah yeah so emily i want to hear from you like so like have you like regularly done like um that kind of um ha like have you regularly done like men's makeup like have you have you obviously before me like have yeah. you um really like find found yourself normalizing it um so you were the first like just like natural makeup, men's makeup that I've yeah. done. Oh, wow. natural, natural, natural glam, as they say. Yeah, um, sure. But that's what's so interesting is that in theater, everybody has to wear makeup, and like mm -hmm. I've seen that like gross, like toxic masculinity. Uh, shit. Like the there was somebody yeah. my freshman year. I did it of college. I did a show, and a dude had to put makeup on and he ran away. He fucking ran. Like we literally had to chase him to like get him to put on some fucking makeup. And but it's, it's like, so dude, crazy, it's literally right? base eyebrows and like a like little bit of eyebrows. Like you it's already not, run, yeah. Right? And it's, yeah. it's like, why you're like literally running from that? Like yeah. that, that was like shocking to me. But again, I'm, I'm 
you know, my whole life has been theater, so I've been surrounded by men that wear makeup on a regular basis mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. And so that's kind of like, you know, it's just like, it's just this, a totally different universe. But like, I don't know, I just love the fact that it's becoming more regular and that, you know, men are seeing the like, the, the beauty of it and mm -hmm. the, the, the normalcy of it too. Oh. And to that's all, why I love the Met Gala, because it was so many men yeah, in makeup. Exactly. To all my boys watching this, and I know y'all are there, fucking don't be afraid of it. Like no, makeup is fucking dope. Yeah, bro. Makeup is dope. <laughs> <laughs> um you want me, I I'm gonna share a story. So like just my senior year of high school, um, we did a uh, lip sync contest. <clears throat> and I know. Love that. Uh, yeah, so it was it was extremely popular. Like, it's a BYO story. No, no, oh. it's not BYO. It's a yeah. So, so um, we did a a a lip sync contest, and we all had to kind of like um, lip sync popular songs from like popular artists, and and like we were evaluated at the end. So like, I was actually like assigned um, that I had to. Uh, Lip Sync We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus. Ugh, iconic. Bang so, right, so I had to dress up as Miley Cyrus <laughs> uh, in this lip sync contest. And mind you, like I said, it was very, very popular at our high school. So, like, a lot of, like, so, like, this was held in our, in our high school auditorium, and we had to, like, perform this rendition in front of the entire school. Oh damn, school. that's intimidating. Yeah, that's so I had to dress up in front of my as Miley Cyrus in front of the entire high school and lip sync We Can't Stop. <laughs> so that meant I had to wear white leggings, a white crop top, Ooh. and sunglasses, and you know. How are you wearing on your period? I was not on my period, um, but I, I had to like basically do like this like thank you, I had to do this snippet of white of we can't stop and I was fucking terrified. I was so embarrassed because I had to dress up as Miley Cyrus and like dress up in traditionally female a costume God. and and like. And like it was some of the most anxiety I had ever experienced. Well, like, what, what was the idea of it that was scaring the shit out of you? That was what I was wearing. That really? was entirely it. it. Was just like what I was wearing, like wearing white leggings, wearing a white crop top that was way too small for me, and like doing that in front of so many people. And and granted, like high schoolers, like doing doing that in front of a high school audience, like. It's it's scary because like like we were talking about earlier, high schoolers don't have uh, that level. They're of so insecure. Tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. But so I ended up doing it, and although I was fucking terrified by it at first, and I mean I ended up doing it. I, I mean I did it, got it over with. The next day, a couple people thought that it was hilarious, and then we moved on with our lives. And at that, and then that was that. So it's really like I think that that was like 
really the first time I was ever like truly faced with my own toxic masculinity mm -hmm. and um, but you I'm, see that you live through it. That's yeah. the thing. Like, right. and do you feel as if like, like overcoming that you thought that femininity was weak? Do you feel like you're a better man for it? Because yeah. yeah. I mean, we actually got like, um, so like at the end of our senior year, we all got like, like, um, like portrait, like snapshots from that lip sync contest because oh. all of us had to participate from it. Yeah. So I have like a picture of me like performing with like number one. Damn, what high thing. school y'all went to? I went to Foster High School. <laughs> um, yeah, hopeful. Um, with the number one like foam finger and me in my outfit with my two backup dancers. Shout I'm out sure twerking. I did not actually twerk. That was the one part of it I was afraid to do. Wow. I know. I, I, I would do it now, but I couldn't do it back then when I was 18. But, um, but I got that portrait from that performance, and it's still in my room back home. So now, like, it's like, yeah, I was so afraid of being evaluated as this, like, it's like, oh, I'm so gay. I'm like this, I'm like, I'm... I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was afraid of being evaluated as not masculine, yeah. as exhibiting my femininity. And like, and fuck it. Like now, like, you know, years down the line, it's, it's getting so much more normalized. And like, yeah. what are we, what are we so afraid of? It's like, Sure, like, I, like, it's like, you can, you can fucking, like, love girls, yeah. and still feel like, sometimes you can, sometimes you can connect with girls in the way that they're yes. used to. And here's my thing, we had some badasses, like, Bowie, Prince, yeah, Freddie Mercury, they, Freddie yeah. Mercury, that were macking every girl that they ever attempted to be with. And it was because they were just being like... Androgynous. Yeah, like, yeah. that stuff is sexy. Like, that's exuding sexual energy of like, it's like the two-spirit thing of like Native American lore. Like, you're exuding both parts of like, sexuality. Look, everyone's gonna be fucking attracted to you. Like, that's the thing, like. Yeah. Many look. I tell all my straight guy friends. I'm like, come see my show. Like, yeah. we look. I'm just gonna make you take fireball shots, and then <laughs> all the girls that are there at my show to watch me, they're gonna be like, oh, who's your cute friend? Is he gay? No, he's straight. Look, go to your gay local gay bars <laughs> as a straight man. You're gonna find Do so it. many women. And even some beautiful, you also, know, the music is women. just so much better. <laughs> then, oh, look. <laughs> Bad genius clothes for a reason. Oh, shit. Period. Oh, that's a touchy subject. That's some We're tea spell. controversial. It, it's not touchy, the music. <laughs> um, damn, I need to come out with you. I still haven't seen one of your shows. Yeah, Fake, right? Heck? I'm a bitch. Fake. You better bring a 20 Fake. or I'm beating this yeah. ass. I'm going to bring a dub. Um, so... So bringing it back to y'all's personas, so like, so, what, so like, just I want you to like walk me through like um, how your experience, like performing, like what does that look like, and then like what's your like 
how does it feel like once you have done it? Like just, mm -hmm. you know, like how do you, how do you feel from your performing career? Okay, so like for me, I've always performed, but it was always more in a subtle aspect. Like I'm a singer songwriter. I love music. I like it's the only thing that kind of keeps me voice. Oh, he that's even so sweet. It. Get my single when it finally comes <laughs> out. Um, but like. I would always be in choirs in the background, like got my tenor two, tenor two, <laughs> shout out. We, we, I would just be in the background and I would be okay with that. But it, it took me to do the UWM drag show to realize that's a crowd of a, like at least a thousand or, or yeah, so. That's huge. For my first time, I looked wow. a mess, but I'm the feeling you get from like, cause you pick the song, you pick the wardrobe. It's such a exuberant thing to just get so much praise from your like peers of like, cause you're really just being your true self. Like when the adrenaline hits, all you're doing is like going on muscle memory and like what you, what you feel. So I, I love performing for that reason. I kind of lost that feeling for a minute because I've been doing drag for so long. But yeah, they're like enamored because it's like, wow, you have these cool costumes. Like you're just, it's like Halloween. Look, this is <laughs> Halloween all the time for me. And yeah. that's my favorite holiday. And yes. it's yeah. just fun. Like people need to learn to let go. Like, yeah, just be as true to you as possible. And that's gonna like, just brings so much joy to your life because yeah. I feel like a lot of people are so obsessed with going with the grain like just mm -hmm. very I need to be this way to persevere through life I need to be this way to be successful when I've learned that I've gotten way more opportunities by being by being the opposite of what everyone else is being like, seriously mm -hmm. yeah that's so true totally Emily, so you yes. are going on, you're embarking on uh, a little bit of a uh, um, odyssey yes. uh, in a couple weeks. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing and like, you know, just kind of what it means for your cosmetology career. Yeah. So um, in mid-June, I'm going to Utah to join the Utah Shakespeare Festival. So that's like a, um, they rotate um, Shakespeare shows. Some of them are actual Shakespeare shows. Some of them are about Shakespeare mm -hmm. or like the time period. Um, and I'm doing, I'm a hair and makeup crew head for a specific theater um, there. So there's, so most of the times, and I, I'm pretty sure with this show, there's the same actors in every show. It's mm -hmm. just a different, you know, they ch just change shows, change sets, all that stuff yeah. every night. Um, so I'm doing that for the summer, and I'll be there June until September. Um, Thank you. And it's a position that I feel woefully unqualified for, but obviously somebody no. thought that I was. You guys need for, to so. understand how hard that is. Like productions of shows, you you it's, have your yeah. matinees, you have your main shows, yeah. and then you do like extra like extracurricular shows that stuff is tiring to it's, like yeah it's like it's just as choreographed backstage as it is on stage like for everything that you see on stage mm -hmm. there's something happening backstage if yes. not more yes. and that's like what i love about it is that like there's so many things happening backstage that like literally 
Lift that up. It happens. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm sorry, we don't waste liquor in Wisconsin. <laughs> Word. That new glare is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Shout uh, out to Moon Man. Moon Man. Um, anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, but that's what I've always loved about it is, is like the everything happens for a reason. Everything happens at the same time every night. However, it is still like people doing it. So there's something that's going to be a little bit different every night. And that's just like so interesting and exciting for me. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's just like this whole new feeling like, like i really hope utah though that's i know it's like crazy. so random right. but I'm, i got the I'm horses like, in the back oh wait that's gonna be that's gonna be all got copyright shit yeah <laughs> literally honestly I'm be though, an outdoor bitch all those fucking national parks are gonna oh my god i know there. so that's i'm coming like, to visit her, her. Yeah. should we vlog that yeah <laughs> let me see and take Stay you utah girl the mormons are shook they're gonna be do you, know, do you know how many times somebody's been like, oh, you're going to come back with a Mormon husband? And I'm like, no. Oh, girl, no. <laughs> it's going to be me with a Mormon husband. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be starting with the, we're going to be starting the Chabad in Salt Lake City. Ah! <laughs> you better. Mm. I'm starting a uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means it needs to be there. Man, we need a Waffle House in every state, though. <laughs> Very bad. Yes. Um, oh, my God. I, I stand that. But, so, um, so, like, that being said, like, um, so, that, I mean, that, like, would you say, like, this is the biggest step it's yeah. that, that you've jumped, like, with Definitely. your career? Mm. Yeah, I, I would, I would say that for sure. It's like, I, you know, I've, so there's a union, there's a union everywhere, but there's a union in Milwaukee and I'm like pretty close to the bottom of the ring. So I only get shows that are like, you know, big shows, which is exciting because the big shows you probably know, but you're also like doing, you know, like the, the bottom, grunt work. Yeah. Yeah. The you're you're doing the bitch work and yeah. like, th I'm okay with that because I know that that's what you have to do to get to where you want to be. That. But like to, to have, it, this is like so shallow, but even just to have the title of like a crew head to me is so exciting. And like to, to know that somebody believes in me that much, shout out Dana Rochester again. Aww. She's the one that got me the job. Hey, I Dana. literally emailed Dana, her. Dana, we stand you. Thanks Dana, for the beat. I literally, <laughs> I emailed her and I was like, hey, I'm applying. And she was like, great, I'm doing the hiring next week. And I was like, fuck, that was way too ah! informal to me. That. Hey, what's but up, anyway, hire me. It worked out. <laughs> yeah, literally. But it worked out. So, like, literally, that's a, that's a other thing that I've learned through theater is fucking shoot your shot. Like, just oh, email yeah. the person, find their email, just fucking go for it. Because like, they're a person. You, they right. don't care. And they, like, they've been in your position, too. Like, any anything that you want to do, find out who runs it and mm -hmm. just fucking send them an email. Yes. If anything, they'll know your yeah. name. You know? I actually just sent an email to an 88.9 oh. director of content. Why? Mm -hmm. um, Nate, I make. Oh, hey. oh, direction <laughs> on you. Oh my God. Hire him. <laughs> Seriously. Give him a check so he can buy me red lobster. <laughs> okay, Loki though, red lobster slaps. I. Girl, okay, I've never oh been a red God, lobster. It's so. Good. You never had red I've lobster. I've never been a red lobster. Ah! Oh, it's girl, so you know why? Because nobody can cook lobster better than my dad. 
We're, my my okay. dad is the, the privilege. Okay, the yeah. I'll, we're gonna <laughs> the main the DIY uh, lobster preparation. My white father can cook like anybody. Okay, I promise. Hey, daddy, can he you make me a lobster? Spices. The spice store <laughs> is his favorite store. That's where we used to go on trips. <laughs> Season. <laughs> Those hush puppies. Oh, not the wow! Not the hush puppies. <laughs> so, so like shit. Um, fuck. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm lost words. Gluttony sin. So, where do you, like where do you typically perform? Um, I perform at uh, This Is It, which is the oldest gay bar in Milwaukee. Yes. Uh, you, you may know it um, <laughs> for its uh, very cheap uh, drink specials. So if you ever want to get wasted, Jeffrey Dahmer found his. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jeffrey Dahmer was everywhere, but he, he, you know, he he picked a couple people out of there, oh, you know. Shit. And um, God, I want some ribs. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, and then I work at Dick's Milwaukee, which is more of an up and coming bar. But I'm everywhere, like. Come see my show. Support me. You do hamburger Marys. Hamburger Marys. Oh yes. Oh my god. That's great. okay. That's that my favorite so game because I love scaring straight. Bottom. Bottom. Most scaring straight. Okay. I want to say I went with my friend Taylor. Shout out Taylor Larson. Um, I went with my friend Taylor to Hamburger Marys, and I was I went with all of her friends when she was in town, and I was the only guy, and uh, I was hit. On so hard by a drag queen, I was called baby daddy. I mean, oh, he's my baby daddy, so we gonna box. I guess I'm I'm, I'm baby daddy, Ooh. but yeah, hamburger marries is a vibe. Um, shout out Walker's point for having all those joints right. concentrated. That, we call it the Fruit Loop because it's just <laughs> all the, the gay bars. Shout out, uh, fuck, uh, level. Lacage, we don't say Lacage anymore. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. We got the. Mm, but, uh, <laughs> uh, we gotta do cruise, we gotta do, um, what else? Fuck, there's so many bars over there. Just Walker's Pint. Shout out to my lesbos. Alright, so we're gonna close out. Courtney Sin, what keeps you up at night? No, I'm kidding. What keeps me up is the ambition and drive I have for this uh, art called drag. Look it up. Come to your support your local drag queen. Yeah, that's what I want. Yes, you guys. do it. Seriously. Yes. What keeps you up at night, Emily? Um, the future, um, the the exciting parts of it and the scary parts of it. Um, just the unknown. Oh, okay, deep. She's getting deep. You know, unknown's yeah. a Pokemon. What keeps you up too. at night, Ben? Shit. Shit. Um. Honestly, though, um, what keeps me up at night is feeling like I always get like so like I have like chronic OCD. So like I I'll get like super like antsy about like things I felt like I didn't do for the day, mm. and like it'll keep me up and like I won't be able to sleep soundly until I've done it or okay. since I've accomplished these like self-imposed goals, and. Um, I mean, it, it, even, like, the other night, like, I, it kept me up, like, waiting for, like, a Facebook Messenger message to get back to me, and, like, wow. it's, like, I, 
I struggle with that kind of stuff. Like, I, I really want... It's like I need closure with things before I can, like, sleep soundly. Otherwise, like, when I'm... when I, If I do fall asleep, like, I'll have, like dreams about that closure I didn't get. But it's good you're working on that. Shout yeah. out to working on your mental health. Oh my health. god, yeah. Your mental Shout health is growing. everything. Growing, yeah. being... Developing. Yes. Same thing as growing. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. but just kidding. But anyway, mental health. Very mental, important. Yeah. Take care of your mental yeah. health. See your therapist. I just saw Dude, mine in the first time. Therapists are the best. I just saw my therapist for the first time in like three months and it was... Oh, you can always wonderful. go back to them and they'll never be mad. Right? Just well, they get paid. <laughs> but I'm going to be using Emily's dad's insurance. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll get a therapist soon. What, what puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Um, a healthy dose of masturbation. Um, Retweet. A good um, Netflix series. Um, I just watched Tuca and Birdie. I love cartoons. Is it good? It's so cute. I, I've been seeing it's it. It's birds with titties. How can you not? <laughs> I'm into that. That's fun. That's some you, furry shit. Were you into Bojack before that? I okay. Bojack. He reminds me of every guy I try to date on Tinder. So I can't. I can't. I always think they're a horse's ass anyway. So I can't watch a douchey horse be. Okay. But Tuca and Birdie support feminism. Um, yeah, I love that. Fair. I gotta check it out. We'll yeah. put you to sleep. Um, Joni Mitchell and Jackson Brown. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Queen of music taste. Yeah. Um, tattoos. Oh my god, right? Okay. I need to get my first tattoo. Guys, uh, comment what my first tattoo should be. Comment what Courtney Sin's first tattoo yeah. should be. Probably a tank, but you know. <laughs> and the first comment to get 50 likes will actually get. Oh, no. <laughs> you heard it on record. Bitch, don't don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shit. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Um, catch a Gluttony Sin show. Um, you're missing out. I'm missing out because I still have Yeah, what the fuck? I'm a fan. I'm a bitch ass. Um, <laughs> and also, <laughs> also keep an eye out for Emily Acker's yeah. wonderful cosmetology work. Cosmetology. Cosmetology. <laughs> that will be. Cosmetology, but cowboy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh. Shout out Utah. Casey Muskrat. <laughs> love you. <laughs> Do not go from a girl like that. That's your name. That's right? my Casey Muskrat. And also, and also, I'm gonna reiterate to all my my boys uh, watching this. Try doing makeup on. Put some makeup on your face. It's Put fucking, some makeup on. It's fucking dope. Because it, you can book me to do it. Yeah. You see, you see, you see this. Yeah, I see this. <laughs> you, you can book me to do it. But also, yeah. Yeah. So like, really, like, don't don't be afraid of just being in touch with that side of yourself yes. you've been conditioned to not be in touch with. I got him drunk, y'all. Yeah. You got him drunk.